Bigger Talks, Bigger Talks is back again for another Bigger Talks podcast episode. And I have the phenomenal Elizabeth Ralph. She's a spiritual investor, intuitive investor. I feel like she understands wealth more than some people understand love, right? But she has a quote that being wealthy is a form of self-love. Self-love. However, Elizabeth, welcome to Bigger Talks podcast. How are you today? How are you feeling? Thank you. Amazing. I'm I'm completely honored to be here. I mean, I was just telling you before we got on here, I love your flow, the vibe. Like I just, you know, I'm in full gratitude that you're even like putting this podcast and your beautiful energy into it. So thank you for this. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you for being available. And um, I think the number one thing I believe in life outside of relationships and love is money, right? Yeah. So for you, as an adolescent, young age, where did your money story start? Or when did you start building your relationship with money? Did you grow up around money? Or, you know, where did that all start for you? Yeah, when I grew up, uh, I did not grow up in a, in a scarcity uh, environment. You know, you get you get a lot of people who talk about money who are like, you know, I hit rock bottom and then I built my way back up and, and all that. There's so many different paths for you to build money. And so I think that that's one of the things to realize is that your the amount of money that you have is a function of your self-identity. And so that's mm. what you see certain communities stay a certain way, certain people stay a certain way. That's also why people tend to make the same amount of money month over month over month, because the money we're residing on this frequency based on our self-identity. And that's exactly what we're attracting. And so we'll talk a little bit deeper about that. But for me, you know, I grew up where people talked about money and they didn't do it in a stressful way. Uh, but that is also one of the reasons that I am here put on this earth to literally help spiritual people become wealthy because mm -hmm. I understand I feel money. I feel the flow of money. I can feel the market. I can feel opportunities. And so what I do is, is try and teach people how to get in this energetic flow of money where it becomes effortless and they're not going out and they're not working, having to trade time for money and all of this. So um, you know, I, I was fortunate in that way. However, I did start from zero though. I didn't start with this. Okay. My parents just dropped $5 million in my account. In yeah. fact, um, I, there was a time, you know, right when I got out of college, I, uh, I, my truck didn't work and I couldn't get to work. And so I was bumming rides and the transmission went out and, and then I ended up, you know, $15,000 in debt. And I was only making like $21,000 at the time. And I was like, that doesn't, that math doesn't even work out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I knew because I, I, I believed in the flow of money and the circle of abundance, you're putting that value out there. And then you're also willing to receive because I believe so strongly in that. I was like, I, I just got to stay consistent with it, right? You know, you noticed I talk about energetic consistency with money. I just yeah, got to stay consistent with it. So I just kept going and going and building up a little bit of the time and started investing in the stock market. Um, and then what happened is my jobs ended up getting better throughout my 30s. But instead of increasing my living, what I did is I stayed in the same place I didn't remodel all the appliances and, and do all that. What I did was I was dumping all the money I possibly could into the real estate market in San Diego right after the financial crisis. Mm, so and right after so, 2008. Huh? Yeah. So I started around, yeah, I bought, uh, uh, I guess I bought my first rental in 2009 and then I bought okay. another one in 2011 and uh, 12. And so I just kept kind of going from that. So I was able to utilize real estate to do that. And, you know, I'm I'm happy to share all of that. But at the same time, I don't want somebody to think that they can't do something because it's not that time anymore. That was just an opportunity. There's opportunity yeah. all the time, right? You know, yeah. it's just going to look different now. So I was able to do that. And then I was actually a financial trader. So I traded oil and natural gas. I worked on a trading floor. I didn't want to keep doing that. It was a great job, but I didn't want to keep doing it. So what I did was I just kept putting money in the market, putting money in the market. And I bought my way out of it. I decided, you know, I'm like, if I can just put money away for retirement, if I can cover, I don't, my cost of living wasn't very high. If I can just mm -hmm. cover it, my cost of living, then I can make a switch. 
And that's what I ended up doing is making the switch. I had no plans to teach people money. I was like, I'm just going to take a break. And then I ended up at a birthday, kid's birthday party. And, <laughs> and some woman was like, can you help me with your money? I'm like, no, I don't do that. Well, by the end of it, she talked me into helping her. And then, you know, she ended up doing all these great things. And I was like, I guess that's a, that is a signal from the universe right there. And then that was, so now it's seven years later, I'm running a spiritual investor. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about the story you just mentioned was that you said you didn't grow with, you talked about money in a household and it wasn't a stressful way. Yeah, you know where I'm from. Like it's stress around money and finances, mm -hmm. so you kind of had like a healthy relationship, right, with money. And then as you got older, you had an intention with your money. You said your cost of living wasn't high. Why do you think in the world we live in, at least in America, why do you think we're such consumers and we don't think about saving and investing or actually producing something to generate money? Is it just like the market or how they market to us? you know, I've lived that where I'm just like overly consuming things, but the things I'm consuming is not generating no income, but mm -hmm. it looks like it, it is right. Cause what I have, but it doesn't mean anything. Where do you think that comes from? I think it comes from a displaced self-identity. So, um, I think that people don't truly know who they are. And so what happens is there becomes like this opening, like a void there. And then it's easy for Instagram and for the pressure of, oh, I need to have a house by the time I'm 30. I need to have two kids. I need to have this kind of car. I need, you know, or even like a bigger stock account, like there's something there. And so what happens is there's a void within themselves. And so that just fills right in. And then it, it adds up though. Like, I don't, it's not like people make a decision, like all of a sudden they've made one decision and then they're 20,000 in debt. It's like they made a first decision and that was $250 to go to a concert because they really needed a freaking break from life because they're miserable. Right. And mm -hmm. then it was like a hundred dollar dinner. They just didn't seem like a big deal. And it just over and over and over. And then it gets to a point where a lot of people can't energetically handle it. So then they avoid it. So then it becomes yeah. a snowball effect. Yeah. Let's talk about energetic consistency. What is that? How do we get consistent with our energy to bring in money into our vibration? How does that work? Like, can you break that down? Yeah. Well, you know what? People are already bringing money in. I mean, the reality is like, when, when, you know, most of the people that we're surrounded by in our daily life, whether it's, you know, in the grocery store or where it is, they have money to buy the groceries that they want. They have money to put gas in the car. Like we're all abundant at a certain level. And so whatever that level is, we're being energetically consistent to that level. You know, like if I asked you, you know, is it, is it hard for you to bring in a hundred dollars a month? You know, is that, does that stress you out? No. Right. Oh, and so, right. so do you see how, like, even you were kind of like, no, you know, like you almost don't even like, it's just like flows through. You don't even, there's no thought to it. So there's no attachment to having to bring in a hundred dollars a month. It's like, dude, that's just me. Right. I don't even worry about it. Yeah. Well, that is, that's, you're at that energetic consistent level, right? Or, you know, you're, you're at your own level, who knows what that is, but I'm using yeah. that as an example. But if you were to say a hundred thousand dollars a month, a lot of people have a different energy that goes into that. They're like, no, 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 that's not easy for me to make. Right. All of a sudden that goes to, what do I need to sacrifice? Who do I need to be? What kind of friends am I going to lose? What do I have to do that I don't want to do? Like it, all of a sudden it's like, boom, boom, boom. All of this stuff racks up. And, and it just, all it does is just boom, push it away. The moment mm -hmm. that we start to look at money as ones and zeros, money mm -hmm. is ones and zeros. Yeah. It's no different than gas in the car. When we have, when we, when we actually disconnect our relationship with money completely, completely, then we can reconnect it at a better way. Sounds like Joe Dispenza when he said, when you just be getting to a space of nothingness, when you're nothing, you have nothing attached to your being, you're just it, right? Yeah. And why do you think, you know, self-identity correlates to like how much money you have, how much money you think you should have? Like, where does that come into fruition with one another? 
because it's normalization. So okay. for me, it is normal for me to have money because I didn't, I did not have money. Right. That's just uh, normal, that's right? a great point. Yeah, yeah and so that's actually one of the reasons that I, I help a lot of people who grew up very poor and scarcity mindset a lot. And the, the reason is because I'm so neutral about it that I'm not a polarizing force against them, right? I am very neutral. And so I can kind of display that the new type of normalization to them mm-hmm. without yeah. judgment so that they can kind of feel it, if you will. Yeah. It is interesting. I had a uh, a family member tell me one time, he said, you got to think where people live as far as their class, environment, you know, some people play sports to make it and then other people play sports just to enjoy it. That's a different frequency, right? Yeah. When you're yeah. coming from a more scarcity, poor poverty mindset or background, you might be playing a sport to make it in a sport with someone who not even say they're wealthy or rich, they're just not poor, right? They're just enjoying playing basketball, football, soccer. They're not trying to compete to make it to the big leagues mm-hmm. and so i'm like wow that's a different frequency because it's a different mentality and my, my biggest thing is when you come from such a low i said i guess vibrational poor mindset how do you gravitate to a, a growth mindset or a rich mindset what what do you have to do energetically or you know habits to get into that space like what is the routine is there like any tools you can you know yeah. acknowledge here i'm just curious Yeah. Basically what you have to do is you have to completely break. I call it breaking the structure because really what you're doing to me, it's equivalent of, you know, you see in the movies, like, you know, you go in and like, there's a table and it's got all these dishes on it and the flower vase and everything. And somebody comes and they pull the tablecloth off. Right. And it's like, everything goes crashing down. You actually have to do that when it comes to whatever you're doing now with regards to money or anything related to money. Now, I don't mean that you have to crash everything necessarily with money, but you have to do everything different. Uh, You have to scramble it up. If you're not managing your money, then you have to start managing your money. You have to do it like from a neutral standpoint, no judgment, right? You did the best job that you could. You have to do that. If you are... Uh, If you have high energy and you're super creative in the morning, then you need to start managing your energy in a different way and see, can I pull that creativity? Can I get just a little bit of that from 730 to eight eight o'clock at night? You have to completely scramble your world in order to create a new relationship and to start recreating your identity. Some of it has to do with money, but because money is energy, it also has to do with how you manage your energy. And so it's kind of all one thing. What you can't do is you can't just keep going along exactly as you're going along and then just do the things you're doing now with money, but do them better. Because Uh, it's kind of like when you have something on your to-do list that just, it just goes to the next week and the next week and the next week. It's like, there's a reason you're not doing it. You just need to get rid of it. You need to completely, you just need to completely re-meet yourself when it comes to money. Yeah, that's a great story and a great explanation because I remember at one point where I made more money when I started doing less, right? But when I had three jobs and I was doing the Ubers and I was training and I was working at the nightclub and I was doing this, I wasn't making no money. The moment I sat still and I just allowed the universe to kind of coincide and help me and just put intentions out. And what I really was doing was working on my energy, personal development. I attract more money. But anytime I try to put my will into like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, my, my, my pie is not as big, right? And I was like, what is that about? How is it that I make more money, but yet my output is less? You get what I'm saying? I totally get it. And, you know, this reminds, so um, I just recently actually worked with uh, a stripper and Mm -hmm. she has just always been just like not had money, always been like just, you know, just scrambling to like make the rent and all that. And so I worked with her and I I listened to what she was saying. I listened to, because I can actually listen to people's language and figure out where their money blocks are just by the way they're putting their sentences together. And it jumped out at me when she used um, her, the phrase that she used was, oh, on Tuesday night, I had to make rent, right? Uh, So she was dancing for rent that night, right? So what happened is her whole demeanor when she went in was tied, there was a conditional relationship 
to the way that she sort of danced or interacted with this need to make money. And wow, she never she never realized it because that's her language was normalized. And all of the other girls, all the other dancers, they all say the th- same thing. And here's another thing. It's been working for her. There's never been a month where she hasn't made rent. So what would cause you? That's, that's what I'm saying. There's no break in the structure. Mm. So what I did is I said, will you be willing to accept a new challenge? And she said, I'll do whatever. And I said, okay. I said, for two weeks, when you go in to dance, you just go in and you have fun. You just yeah. go into your internal world. You just go in and you have fun. And I said, then on top of it, I said, the money that you make, you do not count it. Wow. Count it. And she was like, okay, I'll do that. And so what she did was she went and she put the money away two weeks. And so we got on another call. And after the two weeks, she counted it right there. She was crying. She's never made that much money, Eric. Never. Wow. I'm blown away because I've realized when my money blocks are there, it's because I'm not having fun. Yep. Right. The more fun I have, the more money comes in. So Mm -hmm. what is that about? I guess some people say it's like innocence, childlike play. What is the energetic feel with having fun and and making money? Like what is, because I hear people say that all the time, but when you're just working because, oh, I got to work, I got to work, you know, allow yourself to have fun. You don't, I believe you don't attract as much. What is that about? It's attachment. It's attachment. Yes. So let's let's give an example. Like you're at the bar, right? Okay. So you're at the bar some beautiful girl comes over, you know, sits down, whatever. Uh, and you're like, can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a drink? Right. And she's like, eh, you know, whatever, like whatever. She's not even like really, you know, paying attention Into it. Yeah. And so, cause you're attached to it. You want mm. this, you want the situation. Okay. So now imagine another scenario. So girl comes over, you're at the bar, you don't, you don't even, you look at her and then you look at the bartender and you say, I'll have what she's having. What's the difference there? There's not attachment. It's a different vibration. You're not needing anything from the situation. That's why wealthy people make money because they're not attached to it. And that's why people who are struggling, it's they can't make money because they're so freaking attached. Attached. So so wealthy people make money because they're not attached and people who don't make money because they're attached. Right. It sounds like the same thing in like a relationship or a gig or opportunity. When you're not attached to the thing, it comes into your vibration. But when you're attached, it's like you push it away. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So is there some type of uh, regimen or routine or toolkit you use to get people to that consistent? Like I'm all about building new paradigms for myself, for people Mm -hmm. to get into this energetic space when it comes to money not being attached is that something people can do like every morning and every day because you said something earlier I'm a creative person I have a lot of energy in the morning and you were saying well maybe you can shift that at seven eight o'clock at night or reserve some of your energy what is something that a you know the average person can do to just change their energy to have a different or have no attachment towards how much they're going to make that week well, you can actually, if you're willing to do it, if, I mean, if, let's just say that someone's like in a situation where they're, they like their cost of living and their income's about the same, or maybe their cost of living is even higher and they're going in debt and they're just stressed yeah. about it, right? Yeah. Let's say you have a situation like that. Well, you actually can get yourself out of that situation uh, and you can actually do it a lot easier than people think that you can do it. The first thing that you have to do, though, is you have to actually detach all of the emotions from the money and from the world around you. You have to practice non-attachment. The way that you do that is you shift 100% 100 responsibility back onto yourself. And you say, doesn't matter what happened yesterday, doesn't matter what happened at my job, I am 100% responsible for every single dollar that comes into my world and every single dollar that goes out. 
I am also 100% in knowingness that if my cost of living, if it's $3,000 a month, then I know already ahead of time. So I don't get to be mad or blame or even talk about it or go into this negative vibe when I only have 2,800 because my ass knew that before and right. I was avoiding it. So that's what I'm saying. It, you, it's responsibility without judgment though, because okay. no, none of us are bad people. We're doing the best freaking job we can do, you know? So that is the thing. So once you step into full responsibility, you're automatically going to see more money come into your life because you can't actually make the same decision you were making if you're making that decision now from full responsibility. Got it. So that automatically sense. that's going to change. So, so full responsibility of what comes in, what goes out is all upon you and not you avoiding for what you just spent. No, you didn't have it. That's right. Because and if, yeah. And if you don't want to be in that environment, then you need to make 500 more in a month and put that aside. And you need to make 800 more the next month and put that inside. And then you need to actually get a month to three months ahead so yeah. that you never feel like that again. Yeah. And it's interesting because I have wealthy clients and even the wealthiest client will say, because I have a pattern of, you know, you make a lot of money. And then you're spending, you're just like, damn, like I just made 15,000. How did I just spend six? Right. You know, and this is coming from, you know, what's fun is like, damn, it's out of my bank account. Like what's that about? So I'm learning as well. Levels. People mm -hmm. probably have the same behaviors, but they just might have more sitting around than a person. Same who does behavior. And that's, and, and I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah. It's the same behavior. And I remember talking to a client three weeks ago and he was saying, I said, how's the stock market? He said, oh, I don't look at it no more. I just gave it to someone. I just lost a million. And it was like, it changed his peace of mind, right? But yeah, this person has a lot of money, but I don't know what he has liquid, but it just, just his energy was different when he showed up to the session. <laughs> like, what's going on? But yet he has everything. And I'm like, wow, it's just all relative, you know? Yeah. You know, someone said at the, in the in the program the other day, they said, okay, well, when I get to a certain level, I won't have money problems anymore. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. Everybody's got money problems. Like yeah. the bo my boss that I used to work with on a trading floor, like, you know, he made millions of dollars a year and he had very little in the bank account because of his expenses. So, yeah. it's, you know, I think people need to realize that nobody out here has a secret formula. Yeah. We're all the same. We're all the same. We're just attracting ones and zeros at a different level. And if you will actually believe that, then you'll stop judging yourself and thinking that you're less than because you're just as talented. You are just as worthy. You are just as capable of attracting a million dollars as I am or anybody else is. Yeah. Now, is there some type of uh, intentions you can set or ritual or thing you have clients do to, to make more money? So say, for instance, someone's making... 3400 a month and say they want to make 20000 a month. Is there a way for them to quantum leap or jump based on some type of energy work or changing a belief around or shifting a paradigm from your perspective? You know, what I find, because I've worked with literally thousands of uh, entrepreneurs and what I found, and I would say this is just kind of a common, the most common thing that I've seen is that people think they're giving a certain amount of value out into the world but I, really if you want to shift the amount of money because because money's coming to you based on the value that you're giving money is an exchange it's either you're getting an exchange for time or you're getting an exchange for your energetic value right mm -hmm. and so when it comes to energetic value which is the new world that we're moving into where people are making money based on their energy like this podcast and and all that mm -hmm. um so when it comes to that, people think that they are giving, well, and they are giving all the value according to the value that they know to give. But yeah. a lot of times people aren't actually looking at the value that is needed out there. They're just going out and creating a business because they like to do something. When you've got to get into a position of empathy mm -hmm. and go, well, what, what is it? And, ha and just because I like doing this, 
is it truly helping someone? Because if it's not, then you're just going to have to, you're going to have to move on. Another thing with it is that when I first started my business, I didn't make any money for two years. And it was, re- it was really tough because it's like, you got to keep going and going and doing this. I could have, I could have shortcutted that. I could have been making money out of the gate if I'd done one thing. And that was not, not hide. Like I was not hide. Yeah, I was online. I was talking. I was doing video, da da da. But I was worried about do you know? Do I seem professional? Uh, am I supposed to do it this way? Uh, oh, I'm supposed to post three times a day or one time a day. I was so worried about the rules and the way everybody says you need to do this shit and da da da. I was so yeah. worried about it that it yeah. was a block, you know. And it because yeah. creating the we're creating our own filtering wow. system that doesn't work, and then we're what not making saying? money. You know, being more, being more authentic is yeah. how you make more money. Being I think, exactly, yeah. I think uh, you know a lot of people are not a fan of him, but I think Kanye said you know uh, a while ago he said when I was strategic and doing everything right and trying to be perfect, I was in debt. When I didn't give a fuck, I made yep. billions. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. It is like, wow, like because you you don't have again to go back to your point. You're not attached to it's people's attachment. opinions, right? That's attachment. It's all attachment. Yep. <laughs> you're just you're just free. I love that. That's so true. So can you explain how did you come up with the the thought, the phrase being wealthy is a form of self-love? Like what does that mean? What's the context you're speaking from? Because I love that. I've never heard that. Yeah, well, what I really mean by that is that self-love for your for you is it's kind of how can you open yourself the widest possible for the spiritual growth for the love for like let's say you're sitting down with your grandmother or whatever you want to be fully present there right you just want to be there it's for you that's self-love for you and that's for her as well or your kid or whatever you want to be able to provide the best for yourself you want to be able to buy provide the best food the best nutrients shelter all of this stuff right and so all of this stuff is a form of wealth of of self-love but all of it needs money right so the more wealth you actually will allow to come into your life the more you are actually practicing self-love because it's allowing the authentic version of you to go out to the world in a non-attached way because you're not out there having to hustle for money you're Mm -hmm. actually out there because you're like truly a beacon of light yeah and i I realized something in my life when i'm working out getting rest praying reading books meditation going to cryotherapy cold plunge walking and barefooted in nature and i'm doing all these things for my vibration and my vessel i attract better things into my frequency and i'm not allowing others mess to be my message or let negativity or the chaos outside of my vessel disturb me i make more money you know so it's it's, it's true because that's a form of self-love like taking care of yourself your eternal being your physical being i want to pick your brain a little bit. I want to give you my money story. So my money story probably started around the age of like, I would say 15, 16. I was working at Foot Action. I was a stock boy and I was making six seventy-five an hour, right? It's not a lot of money, but I, you know, that was several years ago. I was saving my money. And I think at the time I probably had like $364 in a shoe box, right? My grandmother comes in my room and say, Eric, um, the phone is off. You think you got some money you can help pay the phone bill. Now, mind you, the phone bill was like $313, right? So I got my shoebox. I got $364 in my shoebox. I get the money and I say, hey, grandma, she paid a bill. And I believe I gave her all of the money because I'm like, you can just have the rest, you know. We turned, the phone is turned back on. But when I left, I remember my face and my body language. It was like bittersweet. Right. Like I was happy that I got the phone bill turned on. Like we ain't got to worry about grandma. The phone is on. I was like, Damn, I just saved my money that I wanted to build up. It's gone. So as I've gotten older and I started making more money, I was like, oh, wow. I have a pattern. When I get money, unconsciously, I feel like I got to give it away. Um, and it's like good things now. It's not like, I'm just, hey, it's just like 250 here, 1,000 there. 500 like i'll just find a way right unconsciously because that's my money story that's what i'm attached to 
oh, I have a lot, so let me give it away because I can, or I'm obligated to. When I had to realize, now I'm like, if I have something that someone needs, like, do I really want to do that? Go back to what I was talking about Ken Honda before we started. Is this happy money going out, or is this sad money, right? Am I putting gratitude behind the dollars I'm spending? Because I feel like when you put joy, gratitude, happiness in your money, it comes back a different way. But when you put negative emotions, you kind of repel it, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, if I was a client and I was coming to you and I told you that story, how would you get me out of that pattern? How would I re create a new pattern to not be in that old paradigm that's not the best? Yeah. Well, it's a couple things. So number one, you didn't get, you didn't have the opportunity in that scenario as a child to actually step into that new identity because uh -huh. that on another parallel reality Eric would have gone out and bought something amazing or invested that money or something. And then that would, have, that would have literally changed your identity wow. for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah, it would have changed. Mm. Everything. And so, so the, the situation now is you get a choice to change your identity now away from that. Like, we have to look at the things that happen in our stories there as I'm grateful for that. Cause I got to help my grandmother with that, but I don't need that story anymore. It's actually not me. The that new me and the new identity, the identity that I want to choose. Cause literally we're just choosing all the time, which identity, <laughs> which identity, yeah. then the new identity that you could possibly choose could be, that I love to give people things and I love to help people give things. Um, uh, so I am going to get myself in a position where I am so wealthy that I never even think about money anymore. And I'm just literally my entire being in life is going out there and helping people. And it's energy. It could be time. It could be helping them start a podcast. It could be all of these. In fact, you'll be more valuable in the world because when people give other people money, sometimes it helps. And sometimes it's just a, it's just a bandaid, right? You'll be more valuable in the world because then you'll show up and you'll be able to discover within the situation, what does this person need that I have to offer? And you'll be able to do it in a hundred percent non-attached way. There we go. Because I realized over the years, you give all this money to family, friends, whoever need it. And it's like, it, it doesn't change their behavior. Nothing. Because nothing. they're repeating that pattern. And then yeah. they don't need another thousand. They don't need another this. And I'm like, I gave you money. Mm -hmm. So I realized that money won't change the behavior. The person has to change the behavior for the money to be different in their mind, like you said, to create a new identity. Um, I wanted you to uh, I have a quote, another quote. I love your quote. You say, money doesn't move you doing what you love doing what you love helping others expand their conscious consciousness does what does that mean yeah so most most people uh they they think they're going to be motivated by money but then what happens is money comes in and then you see the dollars in the bank account and you're like okay well it doesn't necessarily motivate you to go out and do anything else. What motivates you is the happiness you feel or the ease or the lack of stress that you suddenly feel because of the money. So mm. money is simply the result, right? And yeah. so what actually blocks money from a lot of people is they're so focused on the $3,000 a month, the $3,000 a month, right? And they're so focused on it, the lack of it, that they're actually pushing it away. Uh -huh. But if they would actually focus on the conscious energy that they are putting out into the world, what is the quality of that that is behind the $3,000 that is creating uh -huh. $3,000? If they would focus just on that, they would have more than $3,000 come in. And a great example of that would be, it's you could see it all the time, people work in the service industry, Right. Let's yeah. say, you know, average there, let's say it's $3,000 a month, just for, you know, say, sticking with the example. What happens when they show up with a different consciousness every day and they're, mm -hmm. they're a waiter or whatever, you know, that, that money, same thing with the, with the stripper, right? Yeah. It's like consciousness changes. Yeah. And I think you just hitting on something that I can relate to. Cause I remember my early years in LA, uh, I had I was struggling to pay my car note. 
And the reason was I was listening to Bob Proctor and he was breaking down a million dollars, how to make it, but he did it by the week, how much money you should make a week. Mm-hmm. And then there was an option within the car loan that I was having, like you could do it weekly. I was like, I think my pain was like 400 a month. And I think the weekly was like 82. It literally changed my energy. Yes. I was like, oh, I can make $82 a week. Yes. And then I started paying it weekly. So then at the end of the year, I actually had extra payments on a loan. Yeah. But I was looking at it at 400 a month, right? Or when I'm giving a client something that they're doing a bench press and I'm, I'm giving them, if I say we're going to do, you got 100 reps. But if I say we got 10 reps, I mean, 10 sets, 10 reps, exactly. their energy is not affected as much because I'm breaking it down. Yeah. So I realized your energy changes when you're, when your psyche changes about your attachment to like, oh, I can do that. But opposed if you put the, if I do, if, we, if I say we're doing 25 burpees, if I tell you are doing 25 at 17, you're going to want to give up. But if I mm-hmm. go one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. one, two, three, That's four, right. five, more likely you're going you're gonna to commit and get it done opposed to 17, 18. You know, and I've learned and like, I didn't, I didn't think about the underlying thing, which is the energy behind the words or the psyche, how we process it, right? Yes. Um, yes. I is, love yes. that example. Yes. I love it. And you know, you can, re- you can actually kind of reverse that and apply that to the 3000, like the savings thing that we talked about, right? right? Building yeah. your way, your way in, because like that $82 a week, that fit within your world that's already normalized. That fit there within your self-identity. The 400, that's, boom, that's, nope, that's outside my self-identity. <laughs> I got to do something to get that, that I don't want right. to do. I'm not doing it. Right, right. right. And I it's just quit thing. my job and everything. I was like, I'm going to go work for myself and be this. I think I was like 24, 25. And I was like, yeah, and I got this. And then I hit a wall. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> right? But it was like, it's a moment that I can share with someone that was real to me where my car was in repo possession almost like five times. It never happened. But that's the story I can share with people. Like, I struggled when I came out here when I was in L.A. because I was out here by myself. I came here at $1,000. So every emotion I experienced to be where I'm at today. I don't want people to think like, oh, look at me. Like, no, I have some pain points. Let me tell you about it. (laughs) So I just think energy, I always say your energy is your currency and really building that relationship. By the way, I want to ask you a more personal question. So I feel like you're really good at making money. You understand money. You said you can tell where people blocks are based on the words they use. For you, what is the most money you received at one time in your life that you can recall? Cash money um, or equity, I guess equity probably. Either or, I mean, yeah, yeah whatever. That's probably it. You know, I think with with what we saw during COVID, you know, now I still own rental properties. So I think yeah. that's probably the most like uh, money that's sort of come to me, even though that's not money in hand. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to have money in my hand to consider it, you know. No, I it, get it. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would say that that's probably it. And um I would also say that uh, if you don't, this is, this is another thing going back to this self-love. Like if you don't, if you're not working towards owning an asset, like people think that a dollar amount gives you freedom. Well, a dollar amount doesn't give you freedom like cash in the bank because you're always, like you say, it kind of comes and goes, right? Yeah, right. Some, some asset, whether it's a piece of land in the middle of podunk, wherever, that will change your self-identity and that will start to give you something that will build momentum and all of this. Like when I started buying these rental properties, I mean, you know, they weren't that expensive. You know, I think one down payment was like $25,000 on one of them. Cause it was like not in a nice area. This, the first rental property that I bought actually had so many roaches in it that um, they had to come. We had to like actually tear all of the walls off down to the actual I mean, it was, I'm not talking about, I was buying like million dollar homes and, uh, I was doing a lot of the work on it to save money. Yeah. And for the rental properties, how many rental rental properties do you have today? I only have two left today. Two left. Okay. Yeah. I've sold, sold them at different times. And then what I'll do mm -hmm. is I'll take the money and I'll do something else. And you'll just keep investing. Yeah. So what I'll do, so I like to actually take 
I love to like, like say that initial 25,000, right? So that initial mm-hmm. 25,000, it went into a rental property that sold. And then that went into another rental property. And I'm actually getting ready to sell that rental property coming up. Yeah. So that 25,000 will probably have turned into probably 600. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by that. But I know the market is different. I have a client. He probably owns a, over 20 apartment buildings. He goes yeah. to the bank every day, he says. You know, but he's been, he was a lawyer like most of his life, at least up until like maybe his 40s, I believe. He's older now, he's like 75. But he said he bought his first property at 25. You get what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. So he's been constantly investing and learning and growing and it works if it works. I just think for people who don't have that liquid, who don't have the savings or the capital to invest, what is another place uh, people should invest to kind of grow their money? that you think from like, you know, the root level to help them in life? Well, I think the first thing that that you have to do is stop looking at what everybody else is doing and stop being afraid you're going to lose the money, right? So I was not attached to that original 25,000. If I was, I wouldn't have bought that rental property because everybody, including all the smart financial people I worked with, they were saying, you're crazy. You don't want to put money in the rental market right now. The that's just that's just you know people are coming in squatting. You can't. It was it was yeah. it was kind of a heyday back then, uh, but I ignored it and I was like, you know what? I'm not. I, I'm okay with whatever happens. I might lose that twenty five thousand, right? So there was uh-huh. risk involved in it. It's just like I've I've told people, you know, in the program, like keep buying stock, keep buying stock. You know, like I mean, we started buying like Nvidia at. $168, you know, it's $615 now. Yeah. I so know. It's crazy. Like, it, yeah. And or, or Facebook, which just went up 20%, you know, last week. Like, oh, they did. I got to look at my shares. <laughs> you, I mean, you just, you just have to take that $100, right? Like, you can buy stocks that are, you know, $100, $100 or $150. What Apple's like, what, $180? You got to start with that but don't be attached to it. Don't be looking at that investing account and judging yourself. Uh-oh, you know, it went up to, went down to 170. I'm not a good investor. Oh, it went up to 195. Don't be patting yourself on the back either. Yeah, that I think that's good. Investor. The judgment part it takes the emotions from it. So uh, you, it's something I read on your bio. You said you was an intuitive investor. And I believe as a coach, as a trainer, uh, everything I do is intuitive. And I can go in and look at someone and know opportunity, like what they need as a, client or just in life how do you do your investing like that when you know like what stocks what shares the amount do you do you kind of have like a, a process before you go and invest or you just know like like the intuition like yep buy that right now how does yeah. that work for you I kind of what works for me is I kind of do it like almost the same way that like people kind of shop for themselves, right? Like you might see Mm -hmm. a pair of shoes or a shirt or a hat or whatever, and you might not buy it right then, but you're like, Ooh, I like that. You know? So what happens is it sort of stays in your, in your mind or you see it somewhere and you're like, Oh, I'm going to look those up. Right. So what I do is I usually have, you know, some stocks that are kind of like going through my mind and then like, you know, I, when I actually go to buy stocks and I always do it on my phone, I use E-Trade, but you can use anything. And mm-hmm. I do it whenever I'm just like in a really happy place, good vibration. Like, I mean, I just walked across the entire country of Spain uh, wow. in June and we were just like after like a 20 mile day and we were all happy and we're talking about investing. And I sat down and I, I spent, you know, I invested thousands of dollars that day. Okay. So stocks that did well. And it was five minutes of just happiness, right? It was happiness. Mm, that is a great point. I don't look at it. Hey, people listening, listen to what she just said. When she goes to invest, she's in a happy yep. state, a happy emotional state, space, vibration. She's in a jubilant space. Then she said, don't judge yourself. That's another thing. So those are two things. One is when you're happy and you're feeling good, you should go invest. At least think about it, right? Two, don't judge yourself for the investment. And I think the biggest thing that I'm taking from all of this is the attachment, not being attached to the money that you want to come in, the money that just went out, just having faith and knowing that I did well for what the information I have available. So it is, let the universe help, you know, gravitate and then you live and you learn. But when we don't, when we have that bad relationship where we're so attached to it, 
it's like sending a kid to school and then you're so afraid if the kid doesn't eat his food or doesn't listen to the teacher. It's like, you got to have some type of faith, right? And I think, you know, you as a spiritual investor, I feel like, and I think I want to talk about that, you know, as we close out, what is your spiritual life like? Like how, like, what is it that you believe? Do you believe in the universe, God? Like, what is like, what is your spiritual life like? I just, I'm curious because I feel like you're tuned in, dialed in, tapped in. At least that's what Abraham Hicks says. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, I definitely feel, um, I, I don't, I, honestly, Eric, I don't even feel like this information, it doesn't belong to me. Like, no, I literally feel like I'm here as just a service. Like, I'm a yeah. conduit. I see myself as a conduit. And what my responsibility in, in all of this is self-love, wealth, being able to give freely, being able to give to myself freely, all of that. My service to this is to manage my energy. I wake up in the morning and think, how can I manage my energy so that I can allow more information to flow through me in service of others? I don't actually have to worry about my own wealth because guess what? It comes right back to me. I don't believe in a direct like transactional. I don't believe that, okay, if I give you this value, you have to give me this, this money because if I do that creates attachment, I have 100% faith in the universe that when I give value in a clean, authentic way, the universe will come back to me. Just like I said, with that 25,000 to 600, right? That's all been, that is universally guided. I could not have orchestrated that with my thinking mind. And so the universe shows up for me, I show up even bigger. Universe shows up for me, I show up even bigger. The only thing I do, my only responsibility, Eric, is to manage my energy. I, I work out, I stretch, I walk. I mean, I, I, I sleep, I do good things for people. That's, that's my only job here. And I tell you what, it keeps getting better and better. And my life keeps getting bigger and bigger. Wow. And I think you, like you hit it on the nose. I feel like you just, you channel all this information and it comes to you and you just put it out in the best way that's authentic to you and I want to add to that you know in my life because I've been on this spiritual journey evolution self-help working on myself and what I've discovered is that knowledge is the precursor to experience and information changes situations right and I realized that people at the top they have information that some people don't or most people don't right there's all information then on top of that they're in a certain energetic frequency vibration that they're vibrating from and I've learned that the more information and knowledge and understanding I have, the more money that's coming into my vortex, right? But I think the biggest thing you said was you manage your energy so the right information can come through you so you can give it in the most authentic way. And you know, no matter what, money is always going to flow to you. That just belief and that paradigm alone, and I feel like that a lot. And, and to be honest, I'll get in this space when I'm like, all the way there, probably like 60%, 70% of the time, and I'm going back into the matrix paradigm, right? And I think it's just the upbringing, want to come back in, like, what you doing? Like, you better get up. You better do this. And it's like, oh, where I'll sit still, and I'll talk to you for an hour, and I'll go to my email, and I have the biggest deal ever in my life. Yeah. Because you know what? I'm not attached to where's the money, where's the money, where's the money? I'm present. I'm here. And I think a lot of times when we're so attached to outcomes, we don't get the proper income. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yep, you know, that's the formula. That is so, exactly the formula. So by the way, do you have uh, anything where people can find you as far as like any courses, any, I mean, I know you got a podcast, you got an event coming up. Can you kind of speak on the things that people can kind of see you and uh, learn from you and work yeah. with you? Well, so I have the Spiritual Investor Podcast uh, mm -hmm. and the Instagram page. That's just Elizabeth Ralph. Follow her. I love her page. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do have a program, the Spiritual Investor Program. So that's just at ElizabethRalph.com. You can go there. I also have a free monthly report if you want just a market update. If you kind of want to, you know, get started investing, that's a really easy way. Um, we have a live workshop coming up, which is like a 90-minute workshop, answering questions, getting people started investing and really, really getting them in the energy of money. And 
I've done quite a few of these and people love them. So it's just, you know, we, I would say just DM me on Instagram. If you don't, if you don't see the link on my page or whatever, and I'm happy to send it to you. And I'll maybe- share the links in the show notes here once we wrap. So I'll have all that. Okay. To show what's up. Yeah. But, so um, I'd say that's probably the best thing is, is come to that workshop uh, and get your questions answered. Cause it's a great way to, I know everybody kind of feels like, you know, their situation is different. And then how can you be so stressed about money and then take on like, you know, the feelings that we're talking about and things like that you can, and you don't have to have a certain amount of money to start investing. And you don't have to, it's okay. If you have debt and you could start wherever you, wherever you are now, uh-huh. you can actually start. So don't, don't, don't keep waiting, waiting for something. Right. Don't keep waiting, follow her, you know, listen to the podcast, the spiritual investor, and get into your money energy where you can increase the value of who you are based on your perception and paradigm. And Elizabeth, I'm so thankful for you. I'm grateful for you. It's definitely, it's miracle season. You know, this is Bigger Talks podcast, but I got to go check out the podcast and learn more from you and sign up for the newsletter because I'm, you know, I invest things at, at times as well. But, you know, more information is only going to better my situation, but I appreciate your authenticity you answered a lot of my internal questions and I know the people listening and who will watch this as well on YouTube will understand money with a more a basic uh, concept. Cause I think sometimes we overcomplicate and it's really simple. It's like, what's your energy? What are your attachments? How are you managing your energy? And what's normal for you? Like with the hundred dollar question, like excuse me, hundred dollars a month, like oh yeah, it's normal. <laughs> I know, so, I love your energy in that. You know, so thank you so much. Um, this was another bigger talks podcast discussion. But before we go, I just want to ask one question before we finish. Give me some good inspiration or motivation around people who want to increase their money. Anything that just comes to mind. Yeah, if you want to increase your money. Um... Take, take a little sweet corner of the space out of the world for yourself and take a little bit of money that you're actually going to do something different with, that you're going to break the structure with. It could be $50. It could be $500, whatever, whatever that is. Take a little bit of money and do what Eric and I have been talking about today. Go through this and actually it, like apply what we've been talking about with this non-attachment okay. and then don't get caught up in time because that's an attack. Time is an attachment too. let right. it go. Let it go. Stay energetically consistent behind it. Whether you're going to invest it or you're going to save and you're going to add to it or whatever, step into the responsibility, create a new relationship with just that little corner of the world that you've made is yours. That is not going to get your worry and that other money frequency that is so stressful. Just do that. And then send one of us a message because we'd freaking love <laughs> that story on that because I guarantee it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to work. So basically, people listen, embody what she just said, listen to this podcast, follow her, listen to her podcast, and just get better with money and get better with your energy consistency. So that's all. That's it. We out. Elizabeth, thank you once again. Thank gratitude. You. Yes. Peace.